Welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, where we explore all things books, business, and bullshit. My favorite bees. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, episode 60. So today we have a guest and her name is Brandy Wallace. So Brandy is a 32-year-old, happily married woman with two beautiful little girls. She's been baking since she was younger with her mother and she really started baking on her own and a lot at the age of 21. So she would bake treats for her co-workers and since they all had really bad lunches, uh, it was like at dollar, the dollar store, KFC, and Captain D's. So things got really old for them and repetitive super quick. So around 2008, she started doing cakes for friends and families. And she loved to see their reactions and uh, the style and flavors of her cakes. So in 2017, she decided to leave her full-time job and focus solely on her cake business. So we are going to be discussing this with Brandy from Hey Sugar Cave. Um, And I'm so excited to talk to her. So if there's anyone out there who's thinking about baking, branching out and doing your own thing, if you've been to pastry school, if you've been to culinary school, this will be a great episode for you to just kind of dive in and understand what you may need to do to get to those steps Um, how to just kind of step out on faith and do your own thing. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hey, Coin Snatchers. Before we jump into this episode, I want to let you know that I decided to create an exclusive listening and video bonus for all my listeners to join. You can become a book bay or business bay for only $5 a month. You will get access to additional podcast episodes and exclusive videos, along with blog posts of information that I want to share only with my BB Bays. So go on over to patreon.com backslash Smith and join today. I'll make sure I leave all the details in the description so you can join me as a BB Bay today. Connections podcast. Today I have Brandy joining me for a great interview. How are you today? I'm doing just fine. All right, so I'm excited to jump into this interview, but before we get started, I have a few fun questions to ask you. You ready? Yeah, already. All right, so what would be your dream job? Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, well, I guess I have two answers for that, just to be completely honest. Okay. So my first my first um, answer to it would be that it would be to bake, you know, mm-hmm. just do what I want out of the storefront and just be able to just, you know, do it freely, not really have to answer to anybody telling me what to do, when to take a break, <laughs> when, to, when to have my days off. I pretty much make my own schedule. Yeah. Um, that would definitely be, you know, my number two dream job. But my number one dream job would actually be not to have a job at all. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, just to be transparent, you know, yeah. um, because even, 
even doing what I love to do, which is baking um, and making people happy and seeing their faces when they get their cake and seeing their faces when they taste any dessert that I make. As much as I do love that, it does take a lot of time. You know, it's a lot of time to put into what you're doing. And I'm pretty sure, you know, you take a lot of time to, you know, perfect your craft. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, like, how nice would it be to just do what you wanted to do completely? Like, you don't answer anybody. You don't even answer yourself. You can just wake up and be like, hey, you know what? I feel like going to Paris today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I have two answers for that question. Okay. So if you could be in any movie, which movie would it be and which character would you play? Oh, gosh. Like an actual movie? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what. It could be a TV show as well. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. It would have to be something like sappy romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Or maybe like funny. I guess. I don't know. Maybe. um you know what? It may be bad, but it is like my guilty pleasure. Maybe Shameless. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless is like one of my favorite shows right now. Um, I love uh, Ian and Mickey and um, just all of the different characters on that show. I'm not sure if you've seen it, <laughs> but it, it is one of my favorite shows right now. So I'll probably like have a guest starring role on it or something. Okay. So would you rather not to hear or not to see? Ooh, that's a good one. If I had to choose, um, neither. <laughs> I want to oh. do both. I want to <laughs> do both. But um, I guess I would choose, um, I guess I would choose not to hear. Okay. Definitely. I would choose not to hear. I mean, it's uh, funny that you asked that because on the side, I've been teaching myself sign language. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't know, I just pay attention to like the world sometimes and sometimes, um, in the deaf community, they feel, you know, like they can't communicate because you have a hearing community who doesn't really know, you know, sign language unless yeah. they can read lips. So mm-hmm. I've been teaching myself. So I guess I would want to, I would want to just not hear. I would want to be able to see, you know, faces, my kids' faces, my family members, colors, blue sky. Mm-hmm. You can't hear a blue sky, so yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> so, what is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Oh, escargot. <laughs> oh, how was that experience? Uh, weird. <laughs> I was um, it was French class my junior year, and um, French. Uh, the French teacher took us on a field trip to one of the um, French restaurants in downtown Richmond. I don't even mm-hmm. know if they're still there, but she ordered everyone an appetizer of escargot, and it was not what I thought. <laughs> 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 but it looked it looked okay. They yeah. like slathered it in like butter, garlic, and um, parsley. Mm-hmm. But just not. I wouldn't do it again. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have um, a childhood nickname and who gave it to you and why? Yes, my mom calls me Pooh. Okay. (laughs) And um, actually, like, my sister called me Pooh. 
now that I think about it, I think my dad called me Pooh too before he passed away. Like they all mm-hmm. called me Pooh for some reason. And, and nobody, honestly, did you, they explain why or no? <laughs> they, you know what? They've never told me why. I yeah. I don't know if it's because of Pooh Bear. Like, did I mm-hmm. like Pooh when I was little or something? <laughs> but I just, even to this day, my oldest sister still calls me Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. That's interesting. <laughs> All right. So let's get into um, things about your business. So I want you to just tell me more about your business and when did you start? So I started initially um, baking, period. I started baking with my mom, like, at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, she she used to, and she still actually does, um, bake a lot of the treats and cakes for, like, church events. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with, like, repasses and things yep. like that or something like in Mary. So she is, like, the go-to baker for all of the sweet treats. And I just started baking with her young. And as I got older and I was working, I remember one of my jobs across the street, there was literally like nowhere to go eat, especially if you wanted something sweet at the time. And it was only like KFC, Captain B's, a Chinese restaurant, and a Dollar General. And Mm -hmm. if you're working there every day, you know, when you have a job, like you're there the majority of your day, you know, some yep. people are at their job 10, 14 hours. So that's not a lot of options. You know, KFC for breakfast, Captain B for lunch, you know, it gets old. And so I was just like, you know what? Like I've heard a lot of my coworkers, um, and it was a call center too, so you're at your desk a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hear a lot of my coworkers, they keep saying how, man, we don't got nothing. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to randomly like make everybody cookies. So I just yeah. made everybody cookies, and it started to be a everyday Friday thing. Like, if I walked in that door and I didn't have any cookies, like, they would be like, where are your cookies at? So <laughs> I started doing that for that job, and it carried on to when I went to different jobs. Every Friday, I would bring in treats. And um, eventually got to the point where family members, friends would be like, hey, you know, can you make this cake for the baby shower? Can you make this? And it wasn't until I was like, hey, I really, really enjoy people's faces and their facial expressions when they they get them or they're like, ooh, you know, they're excited. (laughs) It's like, you know, a bright part to their day. Yeah. um, So I started, you know, doing it professionally. And then I was like, you know what, around 2016, I want to say, I was like, I really, I want to do this. And Mm -hmm. I went to pastry school to learn more, you know, because you want to perfect your craft. And um, I just, you know, was like, I really enjoy doing this. And I learned about plated desserts, everything, you know, how to dip chocolate, how to do it the right way, how to not overheat it, you know, what kind of chocolate to use. And um, so I got my license. I got my my, um, home kitchen inspected because having kids, I was like, you know, I really want to be able to do it at home with them. Yeah. But I want to do it the right way. And so I got my kitchen inspected. I got my license. And... It was just history from there. Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) So how did you come up with your business name? That went through some trial and error, I'll tell you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, Originally, um, it was called uh, Batter Me Up Bake Shop. And 
I had a friend of an ex-boyfriend that was like, Brandy, I hate your name. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, well, why? He was like, change it, please. And I was like, well, fine. And so it took like two, three years later. Like, it was a while mm-hmm. before I was like, you know what? I, I have no idea what to name it. And so I kind of named it after my stepdad. Um, whenever we go to his house, like the whole family, we would go for Christmas dinner and birthdays any event we always go over there and we call it the cave the bear mm-hmm. cave yeah and um so like he's big bear i'm medium-sized bear it's so silly my brother's <laughs> little bear and um so i was like you know what i think that's what i want to name my my company i want to do it the sugar cave yeah and i have a bear as my logo so that's how i got the name okay testing so what are one of the things um, you wish you knew before you started your business? Um, let me see. I wish I knew. I wish I didn't have to go through uh, so much trial and error. But yeah. <laughs> I know I, I know that that's necessary. You know, yeah. knowing now, I know that it's necessary. You know, you cannot have good background you know you can't teach anybody else if you never went through things you know hard knocks to teach yourself but boy is it difficult sometimes you know sometimes it's like oh why do I gotta go through this why does this cake have to turn out this why did this cake fall um but it's all a part of learning you know I've I've done so many mess ups and so many good things but it's led to lessons learned mm-hmm. um I've forgotten to put sugar in it, but guess what? I learned, hey, that's why it turns out looking like a biscuit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so just <laughs> being awake and exhausted and baking at 4 o'clock in the morning and, you know, you got this one last cake to bake and you put it in the oven. As soon as you close the door, you're like, oh, my God, I forgot the oil. Yeah. You know, so just stuff like that. But it's okay. I, I, I know there's lessons that need to be learned. Mm-hmm. So what makes your business different? Um, I would say what makes me different is I like to do cakes that people remember. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of people, including myself, I've gone to like weddings and events and, you know, you eat the dessert and after a while you kind of just blindly eat. And what I mean by that is my chef used to tell us all the time that, um, you know, the first two bites of a plate dessert whatever whatever you're eating you eat with your eyes first yeah and then your mouth tastes it twice Mm -hmm. after that it's kind of like the palate gets used to it and so I like to say that what I what I make and what I give to my clients it's cakes and treats that they remember you know because it's a lot of times when you go to weddings and stuff how many times have you been like oh dang that cake was good but dang what did it look like I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang, it was pretty, but what did it, what did it taste like? I can't remember. I like to do stuff that they remember. You remember what it looked like, what it tastes like, what you felt when you ate it. So, yeah, that's what makes yeah. me different. Okay. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
All right. So um, what has been your biggest failure and how did you learn from it? Let me see. In life or in my, um, my it business? It can be in business. It can be in life. Oh, oh, wow. Let me see. That's a, that's a, if you, a different doozy right there. <laughs> what has been my biggest failure? You know what? I try not to look at, now, now I do. I try not to look at everything or things in general as a failure. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really do my best to change my mindset and look at things as learning lessons. Yeah. Instead of necessarily failures. Um, just because of the fact that, you know, if you, if you really linger on things that you mess up on, or if you're like, man, like I really screwed up on that, like, you're not going to learn the lesson that you need to do to move forward. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay to fail. It's all it's okay to to have drawbacks, but just don't stay there. And I would say for myself, um, one of the things that I have really really had to work to overcome and did feel like I was a failure in for a while is not necessarily in my baking business, but I dealt with panic attacks horribly, horrible. Um, yeah to the point where sometimes it would put me back in my, in my business, mm-hmm. in my cake business, you know, um, you know, panicking from like 2 a.m. to 4 a.m., but you have a cake due at 8 a.m., or yeah. you have a show at 9 a.m., you know, and you can't really explain to somebody like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, it was a panic attack, and, you know, it really kept me up. I had to call 911, make sure I was okay. They don't really want to hear all that. They mm-hmm. may empathize with you but they just want their item and they want it on time and so with me I just really really had to buckle down on myself because I dealt with it with for so many years and I really had to get my mind under control because anxiety was controlling my mind so I would say like if it to answer your question like if it was one thing that I had to say that maybe I felt like a failure at a moment of every of anything in my life it would be almost allowing anxiety to have control over my mind okay so have you gotten help for your anxiety or have you found ways to like cope with it I've done both um Mm -hmm. I've done both I wish that there really wasn't such a stigma around it I Mm -hmm. really really do because I think that a lot of people are scared to come forward and be like, you know, hey, I dealt with this. I dealt yeah. with depression. I dealt with anxiety. I wish that it wasn't like that. Um, to answer your question about me, uh, we're talking about a span of 12 years that I dealt mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. And so in the beginning, I was scared. I, was, I didn't know. I was a teenager. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Um, due to my mom's background in uh, mental health, she was able to kind of sort of walk me through, hey, what you're experiencing is a panic attack. Um, it's not anything exactly wrong. This is what it is. And, you know, she offered me books. I've seen counselors. Um, I've seen therapists. I did take medications before I knew better. And then it got to a point with uh, the pregnancy of my daughter. I miscarried my very first pregnancy. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of fear um when I was pregnant with her am I doing the right thing am I eating the right thing am I exercising am I not am I laying too much you know just a lot you get caught in your own mind yeah and um 
after her birth and the, the birth of my second child, you know, then you deal with uh, postpartum for a while. So it's yeah. like, you know, that adds to the whole whirlwind of it. And so they are, my kids are five and four now. And I have gotten just now to recently, like I would say in the last year, to a point where I really just nosedived in on books, mm-hmm. books, audios, positive stuff. Um, positive podcast, you know, like the one we're doing now, just, man, I honed in on anything positive I could do. I soaked it up like a sponge, closed yeah. out all negativity. And that was really how I was able to tackle it. It wasn't a miracle pill. It wasn't a miracle therapist because although I do agree that some people, that's the route that they should go for them. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody's different. And for me, it was just taking control of my own mind. That was the cure for me, taking yeah. control. It's definitely a, a mindset um, mindset change. And I advocate a lot for um, people to just get help. And I'm super open and honest about my um, experience and uh, my failed experience with finding a therapist and, and now being able to find one that I absolutely love. So, I'm always like, okay, y'all, you know, if, if this is what, you know, what you're feeling, you know, here are some options for you. But even in my family, in my immediate family, I'm probably the first one to actually um, go to therapy and have, uh, it's been a transformation, you know, change for me. And um, now I'm able to just handle my family differently because of the tools and things that I've um, learned to use and I'm able to talk to them about certain things that I probably wouldn't have talked to them about before. So I really uh, uh, highly applaud your mom just for, you know, being able to be there for you and recommend things for you. But I definitely enjoy being stimulated (laughs) through um, like vocal stuff and and music and and podcasts as well. And that really helps me calm down. So um, if anybody's out there listening and they're trying to find, you know, just a simple way to uh, cope uh try putting on some soft music or listening to a positive podcast or audiobook like you recommended um that'll be a start <laughs> absolutely um now i want to ask you kind of just like where do you see yourself in five years in five years let me see what year will that be how old are I? five six, seven <laughs> <laughs> In five years, I'll be 30, we'll say 38, mm-hmm. um, almost 40. So I see my family, you know, completely comfortable, yeah. financially independent. Um, I see my marriage at the best point it's ever been. I see um, myself just um, moving forward and just, I would like to give back to people especially mm-hmm. you know now that you mentioned it like with you know different things that are going on and you being open and honest with you know mental health and seeking help you said something that was really really important and that was that you felt like you were the only person in your immediate family that really you know started to seek help elsewhere mm-hmm. it's like that um everywhere pretty much yeah and people are afraid you know even when I was going through I met people that were like afraid to even talk about it like the moment that you say like uh, a depression or anxiety or issue with a a mental issue like 
people clam up and they're like, oh, you know, oh, no, 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 you know, like, I want to end that, man. I want to end that, you know, yes, I bake. I love baking. I love what I do, but I love, you know, helping people. And so I really see myself on stage talking to people, helping them with their issues. If I'm still baking, great. I mean, I would love to do that. I would love to have my own bakery. Um, I definitely don't want to I mean, it may sound bad, but I mean, I'll just be honest. I don't want to spend as much time doing that as I do now. More so, I would like to oversee. So I would yep. like to have a, a, I would like to have a, a, a storefront. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Sign ma'am. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I want to. Matter is a side story, but I, when I used to work at one of my jobs, the boss or the, the owner of the restaurant. Mm-hmm literally used to walk in and he would be like oh all right you all look good get back in his tesla and (laughs) (laughs) and drive back home like and i would be like man like that's the life right there like you literally just walk in here i would like to do that um i would like to use my recipes kind of oversee of course help people kind of figure out you know hey you know miss wallace what kind of recipe should i use oh use this one but hey uh, 30 minutes an hour checking on you and I'm back with my family back with my husband because I married him to spend time with him I had kids to spend time with him yeah and um on stage and really really helping people if I could have even one person just come to me and be like you know what listening to your talk or reading your book because hey who knows I could be an author by then I mean you mm-hmm. just don't know um where God will take you just being like hey you know reading your book changed my whole life listening to your speech at this school listening to your talk, your audio, it changed my whole life. You know, that is like the magical, the magical peak for me is having somebody come to me and be like, you have, you changed my whole life. Yeah. Having them being open and honest. (laughs) Oh yeah. A hundred percent, especially, um, cause I mean, if you think about, you know, even us, if we think about your darkest moment, like your lowest, lowest moment, cause you asked me about my biggest failure, but man, if I think about my lowest, darkest, loneliest moment and how lonely I felt, how much would it have meant to just have somebody come up to me and be like, hey, I get it. I know what's going on and I can help you. So I would love to do that. Five years, definitely. And driving a really nice car. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of your journey, um, is there a book or um, a person that you would like to like recommend someone check out? Oh my gosh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, I have plenty, but I would say the number one person, other than my mommy, <laughs> um, the number one person that really helped me with her books and her audios, it was um, Dr. Claire Week. Okay, she is phenomenal in understanding how the brain works, the symptoms, the side effects, the after effects of just what happens to the mind and to the body during moments of depression, anxiety, or both, because some people deal with both. Mm-hmm. Um, so hands down, I would recommend her. She has a book um, called um, Hope and Help for Your Nerves. Okay. And I have listened to that book probably about eight times now. It's just something that I play because I feel like the information in there is so highly valuable. Phenomenal lady. She's way ahead of her time. Now I'm writing that down. <laughs> so She's way ahead of her time. Yeah, for myself. Um, but I appreciate you recommending that. 
Um, and now I just want to give you a chance to, you know, let her, let everyone know where they can find you out here on these internet streets. So share your website, um, your social media stuff, and if you have anything going on, because we both are local here in Virginia. So if you have anything that's going on that people can support, make sure you let us know about that too. Oh yeah. Um, my Facebook page is of course, www.facebook.com. Um, backslash Hey Sugar Cave, um, which is H E Y Sugar Cave. Um, it's the same thing for my Instagram, H E Y Sugar Cave. And I am actually meeting with my team on tomorrow to get my website up and running. Okay. Um, shows that I'll be doing, I'm trying to get into some uh, farmers markets. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to see if I can get into some things closer to my mom's hometown in Smithfield, Virginia. Okay. Because, man, it's just, that is a down-home country southern fun. Down <laughs> they have um a, a few events called um Vintage. They have a vintage market, and they also have a Smithfield Olden Days. Okay. So I'll definitely be uh, checking that out and seeing if I can get become a vendor there. Well, good luck to you on that venture, and I'm excited to see what your new website will look like. And I truly appreciate you for coming on and talking with us today. So until next time, guys, thank you. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing. Don't forget to leave a review. If you have any questions, you can email me at hello at cinquantacocksmith.com. Feel free to visit my websites, www.cinquantacocksmith.com and www.coinsandconnections.com. You can follow me on Instagram at cinquantacocksmith and at coinsandconnections. Feel free to visit my free Facebook group. It's called Books Plus Business Support Network. And I love you more than I love this podcast. Peace.